We are just winging it once again. Back on just our bi-weekly. Uh, yeah, we're here again with you. I'm John Abdullah. I'm Patrick Green. And we're here. We are almost at summer. It's almost Memorial Day. I guess when you're listening to this, we'll have passed Memorial Day, which is this weird like official marker of summer, I suppose, even though it's unofficial. It's treated as an... I mean, if you look at opening dates for beaches and you look at opening dates for, you know... Pools. Stuff, pools. Yep. Anything with water in it. Yep. It is. And also, like, all the flowers are out. Mm-hmm. It, it's really... I, I have to say, before we moved to this house, I don't think I I fully... You know, I've always enjoyed seasons. I don't think I ever thought about how, like, you can really organize your planning around them the way that, <laughs> that we haven't. Even just having a garden and having stuff to, like... Oh, grow, I mean, yeah. I'm getting used to, for example, when the rhododendrons come out... That means it like we should also take out the bathing suits and things because it means that it's going to be summer soon, right? Or when the you know when the spring flowers bloom, <laughs> I'm becoming a shaman. I just love, is what I'm I mean, saying. Or you could look at a fucking calendar. I mean, geez, we're we're not like living on a farm here, but yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Well, I don't even. Know, I mean, because because you know how it is. Like I, we've been at home for so long now. I don't even know what any any month is at this point. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm basically I'm, I'm just looking at flowers and stars, John. I'm becoming a new age hippie. <laughs> is what's going on. But it's nice because it feels like everything is, I mean, what we're going to talk about today, everything is opening up, you know, yeah. at least where we are. And, and after this crazy long period of being trapped all the time, we are really getting to break out of that. And and a lot of people who haven't seen each other in a long time are getting to yeah. see each other. A lot of activities that used to feel a little bit risky now feel like they're not, and they're, they aren't anymore, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yes. Um. So yeah, so we're definitely in a moment of uh, of transition. And it's I a think big it's one. A great one. Yeah. It is. And it's I'm having a bit of deja vu in that I feel like we had this conversation a year ago and we're feeling hopeful even then that things were opening up a little bit more. It was warm out, we could go outside. I think we knew that it wasn't over. I don't think we were that, you know, um naive. But now it's it's for real. Like yeah. I, I wanna like knock on wood or something, right? I mean, because God only knows what's next, but I mean, this really feels like a turning point for the world. I, I, I read somewhere or someone describe um, it being similar to the experience of, um, there's actually a name for it, I think, the day that World War II ended. Do you know, what is that v- called? VE Day? VE Day. I wanted to say D-Day, but that's like the start, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, well, D-Day was the storming of the beach in Normandy. Right. So and that's VE like, Day was victory in, in Europe Day. So I, I guess- I think that's what I, that that's probably the one that they're talking about. Yeah, because the other victory day wasn't, quite as celebratory because we had killed hundreds of thousands of people in an atomic explosion. Indeed, yes. But but the idea of the world coming out again after this, you know, devastating, uh, in that case, war, in this case, a pandemic. Um, And and the thing is, of course, this is not the experience everywhere in the world. We're incredibly fortunate to be where we are in the U.S. where that is the case. We should remember that, yeah. And we're the most, I think, one of the most well-vaccinated, you know. I know there are other countries, smaller countries, that have more, more percentage, but um, it is remarkable the turnaround that we've made in this country. And so, yeah, I, so obviously we should dig into that transition and what it's been looking like for us so far and kind of how we're thinking about the summer for this episode, as I'm sure many of you are doing. But I mean, for starters, how are you doing? Yeah, well, I, as as, uh, as as John knows, um, and a couple others listening to this podcast, we had a really bad health scare this week um, with Jude. Uh, and so we've been pushing back recording this because I have not been in a headspace to be like talking about other things until until now but i have to say he's doing great we're doing great everything is good we're armed with knowledge that we didn't have before this health scare so that's Mm -hmm. really good 
Uh, and and I just want to say, you know, we've been talking a lot about morning routines. It's been like a, a common thread on the last like five episodes. <laughs> it has, right? hasn't it? A lot of it, whinging. It's, it's clearly as the yeah, Brits would say a, a lot of, of whinging. <laughs> it's clearly been something that we've been talking about because it's this kind of pressure point, right? With like yes. getting the kids out the door, blah blah. So uh, that routine evaporated completely during this because you know both of the boys weren't in school for a time this week and then it was just henry going and, and jude staying home so we weren't in that like rush and also like the whole thing was shrouded by this recovery you know from jude's illness and trying mm-hmm. to like make sure he was comfortable and being so afraid of of you know the the pain and things and 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 so it was it, the morning routine basically has not been here this whole week until today and during today's morning routine because we all got a full night's sleep and everybody was feeling good. During today's morning routine, they were like so fucking poorly behaved. Like they, they were so like slow to do things. And yeah. they were they were like laughing and they were throwing shit out of the shower. And they were like getting Literally their clothes shit. wet. They were just yeah, taking throwing dumps human and feces. it out like monkeys. Um, mm-hmm. But like I have this image of coming up the stairs and, and, you know, Jude had already started the shower for both of them. And, and I, you know, was watching like shampoo bottles flying out, you know, they were laughing about it and seeing fucking like washcloths hitting Luna in the hallway. <laughs> um, and I have never been that grateful for misbehavior in my entire life because, because not having that was, was actual torture for mm. us. And so I was, I just want to say, I'm very grateful today to have kids who were laughing so much that they were doing a shitty job of getting ready for the day. <laughs> and, I, and I think that it's a useful reframing exercise that I'm going to try to keep with me in the future, which is that, you know, even when it's frustrating and even when I'm trying to be really present like this, these things are not things to take for granted, even misbehavior, because the fact that you have a child in the first place who can misbehave is something to be just really grateful about, you know? It's a gift, yeah. Absolutely. Really is. Um, I guess while we're on the morning routine front before we transition to uh, the transition, um, I'll share this brief uh, moment of... uh, levity or something like that i don't know (laughs) we'll find out well i'll say that our morning routines you know we've been trying to put this stuff into practice um based on the many uh, conversations we've had to try to friggin figure this out with morning routines and i feel like gradually we're getting a little better you know where the kids actually are waking up a little earlier and mornings aren't so stressful and there was a particularly good one the other day and i was just like you know, it's, it's more, I feel like we're a team a little bit more now. It's not like this division where it's like, go get ready. And when I get back here, I expect you'll be done. Which yeah, is, you know, good, good. Because um, we're getting there a little bit too. And I notice yeah. on the days where it feels like a team. like Doesn't like, it feel good? It feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was one of those days and Luke was already um, eating his breakfast. Grace had finished and she was getting dressed and I, I was in a room helping her. And Luke was just at the counter eating breakfast. And I hear from across the house, he was eating breakfast. He just goes, ah. And it was like the it was the best, <laughs> most satisfied. You know, he was eating his breakfast and like really enjoying it. Is what I heard, and and um, it was just it was it made me laugh in the moment because it was like this just nice morning, and he was enjoying breakfast. The windows were open, and it just felt really nice. And so I went out there up to Luke, and I'm like, "Are you enjoying your breakfast?" You know, it was like this like moment out of the fifties. Um, and then he just did he have goes, a newspaper <laughs> in his hands? Yeah, also? exactly. Yeah, right, 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 right. His morning coffee. Yeah. Um, and he goes, <laughs> he just goes. No, I just pooped. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just the best, like, he's still in that age where, you know, he's capable of going on the potty, but he won't. He won't. He just, he doesn't, 
think of it and he doesn't bother like he doesn't bother him at all to be sitting in his own shit right and so just you know as he was eating enjoying his breakfast or whatever the uh the the sound i heard was him just fucking dumping actually taking a dump yeah. i have to say though i mean that is a pretty good feeling oh it's taking very a nice satisfying shit. so I, coupling that i mean maybe yeah. that's maybe he's onto something maybe we should all start <laughs> wearing diapers well just, for a relaxing drink. breakfast <laughs> Drink the coffee, right? The coffee's going to make yeah. you go anyway. Oh, so instantly. Just, instantly. So yeah. there you go. Um, he's got it figured out. So with that, uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, this this is like an interesting moment that we're in, I'm feeling, you know, because we're, we're like, I, I want to hear about what your kid's school experience has been like, aside from this week, of course. And right. um, it's fucking bonkers to think that, you know, on one hand, they're like, um, and in the case of my kids, at least, uh, or Grace, she's in kindergarten you know, back to school. She she can even go outside and play at recess without a mask now. They, they wear a mask inside, but, like, they have full days and it's every day of the week. And, like, I just think about how far we've come. But then I think about, you know, there's, like, three weeks left of school. And that's just insane to me that <laughs> this whole year is just such a blur, you know? It is such a blur. And it's what's interesting, too, is that things are happening so quickly. Remember at the beginning of the pandemic, it was, like, every every three days there was some, like for the most part, horrifying new revelation about transmissibility or about oh, yeah. you know, things being shut down. And it was like just this this cascade of very quickly life-changing things happening. Yes. And then we went through that period of like a year <laughs> where like nothing was happening and That's we were right. just locked in here and afraid, right? Yeah. And then time got very weird during that. And then now we're back on the other side of this bell curve and we're seeing that rapidity coming back. Mm. And it is it is truly crazy you know uh, micah who has a front row seat because of her vaccinations every day oh yeah yeah you know she tells me about how many people are coming through and, and it's in it you know there was a big spike again a couple of weeks ago when the 12 and overs were good. when it was open to kids and a lot of kids were coming in and that was really good but that was happening in the midst of overall a downturn because most people who are going to get vaccinated have gotten vaccinated at this point right 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 and, and now though they're seeing barely 100 people per day at her clinic because i mean if for one thing most people who want it have gotten it but also like you can get it at a fucking mcdonald's now yeah. like you get a happy <laughs> meal and you get vaccinated right yep yep it is so it's i wouldn't recommend everywhere. it but yeah <laughs> yeah there's probably better places to get vaccinated than burger king but uh... but it's it's truly like the the pace of change has been like they just switched overnight to going to Pfizer instead of Moderna because of, uh, you know, because of the kids availability, et cetera. Like, yeah, these huge these huge scale shifts are happening daily. And with school, we also have a front row seat to it because of the guidelines that they have in place to keep the kids safe that you're mentioning. Right. 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 And for us, like the emails from the superintendent went from being these like just doomsday, you know, frightening <laughs> emails about like, you know, things will never be the same again to being like, actually, we're not going to have a stay at home option next year. Yeah. You know, like actually they don't need masks outside. So like, fuck it, you know? Right. All of these, his, or his words, not mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very extreme. It's just, it, it is, just feels like the, let them be free. Mm -hmm. well, that's what I say. <laughs> I just feel like the, the guidelines are just changing quickly and it's so liberating because it feels like we're in a place where that's really good news. You know, it does. And, and, and it's like coming so fast, as you say. Um, and, and in a sense, in the same way that after a trauma, um, you know, I've not had a, a, a huge amount of trauma in my life that I can think of, but, um, you know, you have those moments of trauma and you're in the moment and you can't really process it as much, right? And obviously this one's been this extended period of time where we've all lived through a really major moment. And I'm 
one thing I'm feeling, of course, you know, I think you and I actually have been able to process some of it, uh, even in these conversations, but it's in hindsight now, which is starting to feel like some of this is already appearing in the rear view mirror, um, that we can start to process like, wow, we, this is, we've just lived in this way that was not, um, human, (laughs) you know, like we couldn't connect with our family. I mean, I hugged my mom, you know, a few weeks ago and it's just like, I knew it would feel good, but I just, um, I underestimated how good it would feel. Those small things that disconnected us. Um, and I just, I'm still, I feel like I'm taking that in and processing it. I'm also feeling this weird thing where like, we're, we're, we're rewiring our brains once again. And I have to figure out like, I don't want to overbook weekends, you know, summer, that's a time that often. So I, I feel like there's this reconciliation of the the past year and what what is ahead of us, and we're gonna have to figure that out. So I don't know where it's all gonna shake out. I hope it doesn't just like automatically default to what it was before, because I don't know that that was necessarily the best. But I also get that like everybody has this pent up excitement to start going on vacation and having cookouts and doing all this great stuff, and and I'm there. You know, it's just it's a lot though. It's a lot at once. Oh yeah, it is. Talk about overbooking. We've been like. As you can imagine, the masters <laughs> the green, of that full ass screen. Yep. Yeah, going going fucking double ass now. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where I, I think I think what we're seeing now is not accurate because I think people are, are just so pent up at this point and yeah, so excited yeah. to be able to take advantage of it that I think we're going to have a few months, especially during the summer, of like things as they always were, if not even more sort of socialized. And then as as we kind of remember what it had been before, hopefully we'll kind of slip back into this place that is a little bit more flexible and accommodating for everybody where it's easier to say no to things where it's easier to say, I think we actually need some quiet time this week, you know? Right. And it's more socially, you know, normalized for that because I I still like, I don't know. I I don't feel comfortable doing that, but maybe I will now. I don't know. We we have yet to turn something down. So we'll see what happens. No, I know. I hear you though. Cause at this point it is like saying yes to everything just because people are like, Oh wow, we can actually like hang out again, you know? Yeah. And it's exciting. Um, maybe now you'll remember some of the people that you're like, Oh wait, I didn't actually really enjoy hanging out with these people that much. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, but you know, I, yeah, we'll figure it out. And, um, it's also, I'm finding the human contact to be strange, still feeling, you know, like we've, we still haven't eaten in a restaurant indoors. Um, Mm -hmm. although, you know, I mean, if you're vaccinated, like, I, I don't know that I'd bring my kids in yet, but, um, even stuff like that it's such a mental shift to, to think that starting in a few days, at least in Massachusetts, there are stores we could go in that you, you don't have to wear a mask. Oh, you haven't done that yet. You, you don't have no. that lifted yet. No, oh, it's, wow. it's tomorrow actually for oh, us. Oh, it's fucking weird, John. It must be. So have you it's got, weird. But, but it's still up to the stores to decide. So I don't know how that's going to shake out, but have you had this right. experience yet of going into a store without a mask? Oh yeah. So we went, actually the first time I did it was a week ago today. Okay. Uh, and I went to go to an outlet to buy, clothes because i don't have any clothes anymore because I, i've been wearing sweatpants <laughs> for a year and a half i know that's another shift we'll we'll get into yeah so mike and i had a date night last friday at a restaurant outside needed but, a new you know, tuxedo naturally <laughs> i needed a new tux full yep. tails mm-hmm. so i was like you know i'm gonna go to banana republic and i'm gonna get like a, a nice shirt and shorts because like, i don't have that anymore you know yeah yeah 
and uh, and so I went there very much prepared. It, it, just, it sounds like you you know you had to burn all of your clothes that you had before <laughs> in a great you know bonfire because you needed the fuel or something. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know why I don't have. Like, I mean, why it, don't you still have clothes, Patrick? Wait, that's a very good question, John. I mean, we purged when we moved a little bit. I've that's been having true. some right. kind of an issue with that's what fair. is either a moth or a fucked up dryer that is putting holes in my clothes, which is also part of it. A child, but like, and yeah. also just my shit's been just it's just been sitting in the back of the closet now. Like, you know, I wanted to get like a new. I wanted to get right, a shirt then, with no, a pineapple. Fair. On it, that's okay? fair. Pineapple, so I got a nice cool. pineapple shirt. Good. So I, I I go to this to the outlet, you know, and I and I I do not have my mask on because it's very clear that you don't need them if you're vaccinated. And the guidance yeah. was official. And uh, and the and I get out of the car and I'm like, it's a new day. And the first thing I do is see everybody has masks on. I'm like, oh <laughs> fuck. So then I'm like trying so hard to get you know to not feel like judged. So I, I like keep it on my wrist as a way to show. Yes, like, I, I do know that's like, that that's become this universal thing I'm seeing now where the Me people too. who aren't wearing them are like, all right, I've got it. I'm still, I still believe in science. I'm, right, I'm right. one of you. Yeah. Which is so funny because like, if you, I mean the, you know, we've been saying this whole time, believe in science, listen to the scientists. Yes, right. And now the scientists are the ones saying, stop wearing the fucking mask. <laughs> and we're all like afraid to look like we're not listening to the scientists. The yes. scientists are telling us not to. I, if I we're fully, vaccinated. No, I'm with you man and the thing is like i see this even happening um during school pickup and drop off most parents there are still wearing masks outside yeah and this is so my thinking is uh, you know the element of peer pressure that you're talking about is very real people want to you know people want to um signify that they are looking out for their community and each other right. and right. i get it but it takes people like us who are um, going to not wear their mask in those situations, you know, because we really do feel like it's the right thing to do based on science. I think that will honestly create more momentum and comfort with other people. Either that or they're just going to be like, look at those assholes. Um, <laughs> but I, I, so I've had this experience now when I do pick up and drop off, I just don't wear a mask. Um, and, you know, 90% of the people around me are, but I, I think it'll change. It does. It does change, and and in You've Connecticut, now, it's you're been, like you're like the future. I can see into the future. Yeah, you can see the future. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks now in Connecticut, and in that couple of weeks, it has. I guess it's only been one week. Jesus, this week has been many weeks. It has Indeed. it has markedly changed over just the course of this one week. So that first time in Banana Republic, you know, I saw like one young man who didn't have a mask on, and. Uh, and he was clearly extremely uncomfortable about it. Like he was like keeping his head down, like literally. <laughs> I, and I saw this guy and I was thinking, man, like you're doing the right thing. You should not feel embarrassed about it. So I like pulled mine down and then I, and then I saw like everybody fucking look, but everybody like turned and looked at me. That's and amazing. I was like, oh my God. So I put it back up because it wasn't the right environment for it. It just wasn't yeah. a place where people were comfortable. But the next morning, <laughs> the next morning we went to a bagel store near us Yeah. and Mike and I, you know, we get out of the car and, uh, you know, and, and, and the, the kids were uh, with their grandparents. It was, this was the morning after our date night, you know, we get out of the car and, uh, and we go into the bagel place and the doors open, but like everybody has masks on. And I'm like, fuck. And then there's this like one couple at the front of the line paying who do, do not have masks, masks on. Yeah. And I was like, Micah, we need to like model what we're supposed to be doing to. right now. And we yeah. took it off. And I'm not lying. This is not like a fucking slow clap at the end of Rudy scenario. We took our masks off and everybody else took their masks off. And then no. everybody who came. Yes, no. yes, they did. I know. And everybody clapped. No, but like. Everybody. But, yes. And, and it was it was slow. It was like, you know, one person who was right behind us saw it and they, they <laughs> took it down. 
And then like, as people came in the store, everybody came in with masks on and then they saw that nobody had masks in line anymore and they, yeah. and they took it off. And I saw them having these conversations with each other, like, you know, parents and, and high school age kids who were vaccinated being like, you know what? We actually don't need to wear this anymore. And they would pull it down. This is the fucking, it's like a scene in a movie where people, one person like puts their gun down, like, oh yeah, the, <laughs> I war's, know. the war is over and everybody else, you know what I mean? Like seriously. It felt like that. It was, it was, it felt like, significant to me. I was like, we, the, the, we need to keep doing this. We find spaces I mean, where people are comfortable the, the and Symbolism, yeah, the symbolism in that for real, like, you know, the masks were our, our best defense against this. Um, and if you really just like pause to think about that beautiful moment that you just described, it's like you sending a signal to others like we're going to be OK. Like we're yeah. actually um, and that is remarkable. Like, I mean, I, this is what I mean about still processing it, you know, because I'm just digesting what you just shared. Um, having not been, you know, in in places that have had that experience yet, because you can't right. yet in Massachusetts, and it's um, it's a lot to take in. Like, holy shit! Like, I can just think about the fact we talk. I know we already talked about this in one of the last episodes, but if you two years ago told us that uh, everybody was going to be wearing masks in, in another, you know, few months or whatever, <laughs> and that everybody had to stay home, like if someone described what we've been through, we just wouldn't. It sounds like it's out of a it I sounds mean, ridiculous it sounds or the fact that like we would be physically like shaking taking our masks off in public right <laughs> like but it, it's this weird moment of like i'm going to commit to doing this yes and and even though like i still have all this weird anxiety kind of floating in my system and then that feeling of it dissipating and it does that's what's so exciting and yeah. that's what i'm finding over this week of the few times that i've been in stores is like that moment where i do take it off for one thing, I'm reminded of the fact that I never saw an actual anti-masker in the entire pandemic. Like, I saw them online all the time, but I never, oh. like, ran into somebody in a store yeah. who was, like, not wearing a mask to make a point. I've, I've so, run across a couple, unfortunately, but anyway. Have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I haven't. And, and, and I feel like now, you know, even if it's just half people not wearing masks in a store, like, I'm very comfortable assuming that those are the people who are vaccinated and right. are doing what the CDC is saying. I'm not, I'm not going to, like, you know... Well, assume they're renegade, you know, that's the thing. And if they're not vaccinated, it's on them. Like they're being the fucking idiots about right, it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Cause right. like we're, we we do not have to worry about that. Like we're right. going to be okay. So, all right. So the other thing we have to talk about then is, is kids, right? I mean, I know. we still have yeah. young kids. Yeah, I was so, about to like, transition to that too. What's our, yeah. What's our game plan this summer now with kids who, uh, you know, right now there's no plan for them to get vaccinated under 12. I don't know when the studies will be done in order to inform that, but um, maybe you have more insight into this through Micah. I I'm really curious though. Like what, what's your plan? Yeah, that has been the most confusing, confounding thing because yeah. when the CDC issued this new guidance a couple of weeks ago, you know, it, it said absolutely nothing about kids. It, yeah. There was no guidance for parents on that at all. And so a lot of parents, you know, to, I mean, and they're more than okay to do this said, well, I'm not taking my mask off, you know, as long as my kids aren't vaccinated anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and initially I was thinking that I was like, you know what, I think that uh, we're probably going to just sort of continue to wear masks as we have been because, you know, in solidarity with the kids and also to model good behavior for them. Um, but where I personally am on this now has shifted because of studies that have come out showing how incredibly hard it is to transmit this, even if you are, you know, even if you actually get it and totally. you're vaccinated. Yes. Not only will you almost certainly not get any symptoms of it and not, and if you do get symptoms, almost, almost assuredly not go to the hospital, but you also basically can't shed it on anybody else. So, so that changed my thinking a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. And, and I think also that's where the guidance is coming from. It's not coming from like political pressure or economic pressure. It's coming from very concrete data now that is showing 
that like if parents are not masked and they're vaccinated, they're not going to get their kids sick. And that's really, really important. Well, and like even even taking it a step further, you know, so let's talk about them being around other people. Maybe they aren't vaccinated, other kids, or even if there are adults, you know, who, for whatever reason, even then um, the chances of, of children getting it and then getting it bad are still just so slim. So like if you think about how we lived before and our comfort level with the flu, which of course, every you know, mm-hmm. that's the big comparison to draw. Um, so many more kids were affected by the flu and died. So it's like, I don't know. It, yeah, it does feel like it's just it's got to be this risk that we we calculate based on our own, you know, preferences or whatever. And um, totally with kids. I don't know. The one thing I'll say, though, and I don't know if you've read anything about this, but Bethany points this out to me is like she still feels uncomfortable. And I, and I do, too, um, not knowing some of the long term effects. Right. So like mm-hmm. maybe our kids get it. There's like so much weird shit with like the long covid stuff going on and and with kids like if they do get it i have no idea how to think about that mm-hmm. um but maybe that's just something we're gonna have to you know live with and and be okay not knowing i guess <laughs> well i mean here's the thing is you know you have to look at this our, our humans are not very good at looking at scales of things right Absolutely. Or, or, or actually perceiving what numbers mean when they're when they get to a certain point yes um and the actual incidence of that happening is so incredibly low yeah um, Very. in the population, right? <laughs> like, I mean, there, there are something like 200 deaths in children from COVID right. in the United States total. The entire time frame, Yeah. Yeah. Which That's is, insane. which in every one of those is, is like an unspeakable tragedy and I am not minimizing Absolutely. that at all. But I think it's important to remember that we've had almost a billion people basically get it at this point in the United mm-hmm. States. It's been just an incredibly, you know, so many people have had COVID in the United States by now. Right. And of those, the billion so many number people, is world is is not just the, the United States. To be yeah, clear, there are for, not for quite those, a billion people in the U.S. Not everyone in the U.S. and the, the our <laughs> listenership knows the size of the U.S. So just pointing yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah, as I said, we're not good with numbers, but yeah. So glo- globally, it's, well, it's something like seven hundred million total, right? Yeah, probably. Something I don't know. like that. I, I don't know. Whatever. The numbers, the numbers will change, but we, we're not a fucking journalism show. But there's yeah, a lot. what are you listening to us expecting, people? <laughs> but in the United States, where there have been hundreds of millions of infections, there's yes. only been a couple of hundred deaths with children. So that, for one thing, is an important thing to keep in mind, is that this is something that is not inherently dangerous to kids. Even variants and even the long-term forms, this is something that is not targeting children by right. any stretch of the imagination. Right. Right. But in addition to that, the actual caseload right now is extremely small. And among the and within that caseload, the actual viral load that's available to be that's bioavailable to be spread is yep. also really, really low right yeah, now. Completely. That's so the thing. Like it's that's really the thing we've small. achieved. It's so important that you point that out because that's the impact that this is having, right? The vaccine isn't just protecting you. It's protecting everyone. Everybody else that you're in contact with. The spread is just so much smaller. Um, and right. if you look at the numbers by your community, wherever you live, you know, and compare it over this time frame, it's just crazy. It so the crazy. chances of anyone getting it now are just so much smaller, thankfully. And in addition to that, though, like the amount of data available now is light years beyond what it was. Well, that's last, true, too. You know, because we keep saying, oh, it's the lowest number since April of, of 2020. But in April of 2020, we didn't even have any collection data for <laughs> this true. yet, right? That's so the true. numbers were low partly because we, we didn't know. Now we know, like, on a granular level, every single square foot of this country where the virus is. And we can say very definitively that essentially every single... I mean, there are some states, unfortunately, where, you know, it's not quite as good as it is for us over here. Right. But um, for the most part, 
the coasts of the United States have gotten this down to a point where it is really, really, really hard to actually transmit the disease in a controlled population of, of people who are still abiding by certain common sense things like social distancing, etc. But the reality is that the guideline for, you know, the, from the CDC that hasn't changed vis-a-vis kids is that, you know, they, sh- they should still, of course, be wearing masks indoors because they're still of course. You know, a population that is not vaccinated yet. But in addition to that, though, they are a low risk population as well. So like, you know, if they are already low risk and they're wearing masks in public places indoors yes. and they're in a population where COVID is very, very, very minimized and people are very vaccinated against it, that I'm trying to remember, like, remember that and keep that consciously in the front of my mind because it is scary to think that they are still vulnerable, but the reality is they are not as vulnerable as they would have been had things been different by this point. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great point. And if you really stop and think about, you know, summer plans, whatever you're planning to do, like so much of it is outdoors anyway, where at this point I'm completely comfortable with them not wearing masks outside. Yeah, same here. And so really all we're really talking about is, you know, indoors, we don't have to wear masks. They still will until they're vaccinated. If it's, especially if it's a crowded, whatever, you know, I don't think <laughs> they don't have to like in a hotel room with you, but right. um, so I really think, you know, it opens up a lot of possibilities for this summer and it, it's really exciting to be where we're at and uh, experiencing life again in, in uh, many forms that we were not able to last year. Yeah, I will say, though, when when the kids wear masks in a store or something, we haven't had to try this yet, but I I think we will probably have masks on with them just so that they don't feel like left out or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I get Um, it. Not half that the time, I don't think it matters to them, but are where, half the time I have to like take it off of my kids now. Like yeah. they'll be they'll be like in the car, you know, and I'm like, Same you really here. don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, Henry, I can't hear what you're saying because you have yeah. like your double mast in the back seat right now. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, Henry, we're not even going anywhere. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, because they're just used to it. It's just part yeah. of their wardrobe at this point. Right. Of course, like like everything else, they are just way more adaptable and they'll just go with whatever, you know, as kids than we are as adults. So Right. But I will say something else, though, is that, you know, both of our kids are sick this week with some sort of viral infection. They're different, sick in different ways, right? right Jude's right. was a stomach virus that kind of got out of control. Um, Henry's is just like a cold. But, like, you know, neither of them have had anything basically this entire time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we we took them to New York City last week, uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. And they were only wearing masks you know, they wore masks inside, obviously. Right. And they wore masks when it was like very busy. But for the most part, walking around Central Park, walking around some of the streets that weren't quite as crowded, they didn't have their masks on. Uh, Because the guidance, again, says that they don't have to in those situations. Of course. And I'm positive that those were how they got these viruses Mm. that they got. And and, and I'm I'm just thinking, you know, we we are going to need to be really on top of that because our kids who do not have fully developed immune systems are about to be exposed to way more than they've been exposed to for the past year plus. That's a really and good that's like point. An important yeah. thing to remember to be really on top of, you know? That's a really good point. I have I don't know nearly enough about the science behind all of this, but it's weird. It's also like I wonder, are there less illnesses just going around now in general because of the impact of this year? Like I imagine yeah. eventually it'll work its way back up to whatever it was before this, but Hopefully we've like done something good for um, the the you know communities we're in. I guess um, in terms of the overall spread of stuff beyond just this, but I don't know. Maybe it doesn't work that way. Well, I, I think we've done a net bad though in that respect because because we're heading into an, another flu season later in this year where like people do not have immune systems ready for yeah. it. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Yep. So that's the flip side of that. That is the flip side, but also the other flip side. Do a little double flip. Lots of flipping. 
we're flipping everywhere is that, you know, we also now are really intimately aware of transmissibility of things. Mm, yeah. And I, I hope that it becomes normalized that if people want to come into work and they're not feeling great, but they feel like they, they feel well enough to work that they just put a mask on. You know, well, or don't that, fucking go to, to work remotely. I mean, not everybody can do work that. Remotely, that's right? Fair, that's but, the thing. But but if you if you can't, then like at least yes. you're used to this idea that you need to like put a mask on or wash your hands a lot. You know, it's social I distance. totally. I think you're right. I think people won't. That won't be a thing anymore. The idea that someone goes to work even while they're sick. I honestly think that that's just unless you really have to, in, in which case wear a mask or whatever. But like, for anyone who can work remotely, um, you'll either already be working remotely or you just won't right. go into work those days, which right. is a great outcome of all of this. Right. And, and of course, you know, we're saying this in a place of privilege because we can afford to, to do that. You know, it's going to be different, obviously, for, for people who are struggling and, you know, who can't really afford to miss a day of work. But I, I do hope that for those people in particular, that, you know, new hygiene guidelines and people being more used to, you know, reducing viral transmission, that those will pay off and, and, and help people who are going, who have to go to work sick to not get sicker and to not spread it, you know? Yeah. But who knows? I well, mean, and of course, yeah, there's the systemic change that we all hope this leads to as well in terms of policies around sick leave and family leave and all that and kind of stuff. family leave, um, totally. So, and and yeah. also just around flexible work and, and around, you know, one one thing that is I really hope comes out of this is more leverage for, for people who are working for companies who've never had a bargaining chip before, right? Yeah. To be able to be like, well, I've, I enjoy working from home. I was, you know, this was provided for by my previous company. You know, I'm interested in this job, but I'm not going to take it if I have to be there on location. You know, yep, and completely. here's what I did for this last 18 months of working remotely. Look at all exactly. the shit I accomplished, right? Oh, yeah, totally. So, well, we'll uh, have lots more to talk about as we embark on all of this. And uh, it'll be, yeah, an interesting transition. That's for sure. Yeah, but a good one. And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad things are looking up, my friend. Me too. I'm glad on your side that they are. Thank you. All right. See you Keep later. Keep winging it. Keep winging it. Bye. Bye.